Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 13th of September, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka CM Siddharamaya criticized the BJP-led central government for delaying the approval of the Mekidatu Reservoir on the Kaveri River. He accused Tamil Nadu of unjustly opposing the project and emphasized its importance in resolving the water dispute. Despite submitting a detailed report, permission has not been granted. He lamented, urging the centre to instruct the Kaveri Water Management Authority to grant permissions. In other headlines, JDS clarified to BJP central leadership that they won't merge with the Safran party, insisting on a dignified alliance. JDS leader H.D. Kumaraswamy affirmed no question of merging. BJP's proposal for merger was rejected by Kumaraswamy and JDS Supremo H.D. Devagauda. The alliance is intended to be long-term, extending possibly to the 2028 Assembly elections. But JDS will maintain its status as a regional state party, a senior leader stated. In some more news, Bengaluru may experience scheduled power disruptions this week due to ongoing projects as per Bangalore Electricity Supply Company, Bescom Records. Affected areas include Devaraj Aras Badavani, Vijayanagara Badavani, Bhatti Industries, Guddada Camp and others on September 13th and Basapura, Maladihalli and more on September 14th. The complete list of affected areas is given on Bescom's official website. Up next, the Karnataka High Court instructed BBMP to establish procedures for levying user fees from waste generators in accordance with Solid Waste Management Rules 2016. The bench, led by Chief Justice Prasanna B. Varale and Justice Krishna S. Dixit, advised penal measures against offenders. This directive came during a hearing on public interest litigations advocating for efficient waste management. The court reviewed a BBMP memo stating that user fees would be implemented with state government approval. Now on to other news. Sunroofs are commonplace in cars, however, passengers leaning out pose significant risks. The Karnataka police has issued a warning of fines ranging from Rs 100 to Rs 300 for such behaviour. Alok Kumar, ADGP of Traffic and Road Safety, emphasised its illegality and danger. Section 177 of the Motor Vehicles Act empowers police to penalise such undefined offences, he noted. Leaning out of a sunroof can lead to injuries due to sudden stops or flying objects. Moving on, the University Vishweshwaraya College of Engineering, the first autonomous university, faces administrative delays as its appointed director, Professor D. Manjanath, has yet to assume office six months after his appointment. The faculty raised concerns and aged the state higher education minister to resolve the issue. Additionally, the extension of the interim director's term, despite a regular director's appointment, violates Rule 24 of the UVCE Act. Meanwhile, the Sasya Shamla Scheme, a joint initiative by the Departments of School Education, Literacy and Forest and Environment, was inaugurated at Karnataka Public School in Chamrajpet. Over 50 lakh saplings will be planted within a year. This program aims to educate students on environmental importance. Children from classes 1 to 12 will participate with a maximum of 50 saplings provided per school. On a different note, researchers at IISC Bengaluru have developed a sub-8 nanometer hybrid nanoparticle combining gold and copper sulphide, with potential applications in targeting solid tumours. Due to its small size, the particle can effectively enter and exit cancer cells. Lab tests demonstrated that when illuminated, the particles generate heat, killing cancer cells and producing toxic singlet oxygen atoms. Further studies including toxicity and immune response assessments are planned before potential studies in collaboration with organisations. National News 
Moving on to the national news. Parliament staff both inside and outside the two houses will don new uniforms when they transition to the new parliament building next week. The attire will incorporate an Indian touch featuring Manipuri headgear for marshals, lotus motif shirts for various officers and new sari designs for women officers. The 5-day special session of parliament is scheduled from September 18th to 22nd. Meanwhile, the Indian Railways is set to introduce nine new semi-high-speed Vande Bharat Express trains on various routes soon. The Integral Coach Factory in Chennai is actively working on the development of coaches for these upcoming trains. Among them, five tentative routes have been identified including Indore Jaipur, Jaipur Udaipur, Puri Roorkela, Patna Howrah and Jaipur Chandigarh routes. Currently, there are 25 Vande Bharat Express trains operating on 50 routes across India. They offer top-notch passenger amenities and have been highly popular among commuters. In more news, the Nagaland Assembly voiced its opposition to the proposed Uniform Civil Code and the Forest Conservation Amendment Act. They sought protection under the 16-point agreement in Article 371A. Various political parties including BJP, NCP, LJP, NPF, JDU and Independents discussed these issues during the monsoon session. NPF MLA Kuzoluzo Nienu emphasized Article 371A special protection for Nagas and proposed a resolution rejecting the UCC and the Forest Act. Shifting our focus, the Kerala Health Department issued a health alert in Korikod following two suspected Nipah virus-related deaths. State Health Minister Veena George reported that relatives of one deceased person are also in the ICU. The virus transmitted through animals and contaminated food is potentially fatal for humans and animals. It causes severe respiratory and neurological symptoms resembling COVID-19. Precautions include avoiding fallen fruits, pig contact and keeping away fruit bats. In a general weather update for the country, Pune is experiencing unusual warmth resembling October heat due to heightened humidity levels despite normal temperatures. IMD Pune noted that the westerlies are carrying moisture, causing the high humidity. Although September typically brings cool, cloudy conditions, subdued rainfall has led to partly cloudy skies and warmer days. This pattern is anticipated to persist with a slight rise in rainfall chances from September 14th. International news. Turning our attention to international news, Donald Trump's legal team requested U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkan to recuse herself from his election subversion case, citing her prior remarks on Trump and the January 2021 Capitol riots. Chutkan, nominated by President Obama, has a reputation for being strict with defendants. Chutkan set the trial for March 4, 2024, a decision contested by Trump's lawyers. In ongoing news, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un arrived in Russia for a summit with President Vladimir Putin, focusing on arms supplies for the Ukraine conflict, according to reports. Kim, accompanied by top arms industry officials, travelled on his heavily armoured private train, known for its slow speed. While Kim Jong-un has officially flown since 2011, train travel aligns with his family's history of avoiding air travel. In a recent development, a powerful 6.8 earthquake that struck Morocco recently left over 2,800 dead and 2,500 injured with ongoing rescue operations. The quake's epicenter was on the Atlas Mountains south of Marrakesh. Geologist Jesus Galindo Zaldivar has attributed the quake to a geological phenomenon called a reverse fault, resulting from colliding tectonic plates. This causes the Earth's crust to thicken, leading to seismic activity. In some other news, a distillery accident in São Lourenço de Bairro, Portugal, led to a river of red wine flowing through the streets. Barrels containing 600,000 gallons of liquor collapsed, causing the massive leak. 
Videos of the incident went viral showing the red liquid streaming down a steep hill in the town of 2,000 residents. Officials worked to divert the flow away from the Sertima River and prevent further damage. Business News Let's now look at some business stories. ICICI Bank announced that the Reserve Bank of India has approved the reappointment of Sandeep Pakshi as Managing Director and CEO for a three-year term. This tenure will be in effect from October 4, 2023 to October 3, 2026 as per a regulatory filing. The bank shareholders had previously endorsed Pakshi's appointment for another three years. In more business news, Union Transport Minister Nitin Gadkari clarified that the centre is not currently considering the imposition of an additional 10% tax on diesel engine vehicles, refuting earlier media reports. He emphasised the importance of cleaner, indigenous and pollution-free alternative fuels in line with the commitment to achieve carbon net zero by 2070. Gadkari also urged the industry to prioritise environment-friendly options like ethanol or green hydrogen. Next up, in some tech news, Razorpay, a fintech platform, announced the acquisition of Mumbai-based Bill Me, a digital invoicing and customer engagement startup. This partnership aims to enhance businesses' engagement with end consumers through a hybrid model. The deal value remains undisclosed. Razorpay's managing director, Shashank Kumar, emphasized the potential for offline retail brands to leverage both online and offline channels for growth with seamless access to omni-channel payment solutions. Moving on, Bharti Airtel's contingent liabilities arising from Department of Telecommunications demands surged from INR 4,100 crores in FY18 to INR 11,500 crores in FY23, with the largest share attributed to one-time spectrum charge, according to IIFL Securities. OTSC dues to DOT as per Airtel's filing stand at around INR 15,178 crores, with INR 8,500 crores provisioned for and INR 6,600 crores listed as contingent liabilities. The 11-year OTSC case remains a significant legal dispute. In market news for September 13, the Sensex climbed 154.20 points, a 0.23% increase, reaching 67,281.28, while the Nifty saw a 0.08% rise of 15.20 points, settling at 20,011.50. Among the listed stocks, 551 showed progress, 2611 witnessed a decline and 75 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee strengthened buoyed by domestic markets, achieving new record highs following Nifty's breakthrough of the 20,000 milestone. Suspected RBI intervention and increased FII inflows further bolstered the local currency. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Within days of its release, Shah Rukh Khan star Jawan has joined the Rs 300 crore club at the domestic box office. The action thriller is now the third Hindi film to achieve this milestone in 2023, as reported by Saknilk. The film released in Hindi, Tamil and Telugu garnered 316.16 crore rupees in India. Globally, it became the fastest Hindi movie to cross Rs 500 crores, earning Rs 520.79 crores worldwide. In news from Hollywood, the return of the fourth season of actor-host Drew Barrymore's talk show sparked controversy amid the ongoing strikes by WGA and SAG. Barrymore explained her decision in an Instagram post emphasizing her respect for the writer's cause. She affirmed compliance with strike-related content restrictions. While the show was off-air since the strike began, its resuming production without its writers drew criticism from the Guild. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, 
The highly anticipated sequel, Pushpa 2 The Rule, starring Allu Arjun, is set to hit screens on August 15, 2024. Producers Maitri Movie Makers announced the release date on social media. The first installment, Pushpa Won the Rise, earned Allu Arjun a National Film Award for Best Actor recently. The sequel reunites Arjun with Rashmika Mandana and Fahad Fazil with notable additions to the cast. Spooler Sports In sports news, in a dominant performance, India overwhelmed Pakistan in the Asia Cup Super 4 match in Colombo. After a delayed start, Virat Kohli and KL Rahul resumed play with India at 147 for 2. The duo's unbeaten partnership led to a formidable total of 356 for 2 in 50 overs. Pakistan's chase began slow, hindered by early strikes from Bumrah and Pandya. With two batsmen absent on Pakistan's side, India secured a resounding victory. In more sports updates, NBA stars LeBron James and Stephen Curry, along with other top players, are preparing for the Paris Olympics following USA's fourth-place finish in the Basketball World Cup. James, a two-time Olympic champion, is actively recruiting players for the fifth consecutive gold in France. Players like Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum and more are all ready to commit, according to reports. Wrapping up sports news, US Open women's runner-up Arena Sablenka and men's champion Novak Djokovic have both climbed to world number one in the rankings. Sabalenka secured her first week atop the WTA rankings after her stint in New York, while Djokovic achieved his record-extending 390th week at the ATP number one spot. US Open champion Coco Goff also reached a career-high number three in singles and number one in doubles. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for an extraordinary musical event as renowned Italian guitarist Carlo Fierens begins his tour in the city performing live at the Bangalore School of Music, Arti Naga, on the 15th of September at 6pm. Catch the insanely funny Kajol Srinivasan as she headlines her latest stand-up special, Does Your Mother Know?, performing live at the art coach JP Naga on the 16th of September at 9pm. Join a fun art class with the exclusive Dot Mandala Art Workshop, conducted by the city's experts, happening at the Dialogues Cafe Koramangla 4th Block on the 16th of September at 3pm. Pet lovers, this one's for you. Enjoy an incredibly fun day at the Pet Gala event and bring along your fur buddies to the Jai Mahal Convention Centre, Jai Mahal Palace, on the 17th of September at 10am. You can also catch Ace comic Naveen Kumar in his latest outing, performing live at the Art Gully Studio, Kuramangla 4th Block, on the 17th of September at 7pm. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. On September 13th, expect partly cloudy skies in the city. The day will reach a moderately warm high of 28 degrees Celsius with a pleasant low of 19 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index, considering humidity, is estimated at a tropical 31 degrees Celsius. Note that these values are calculated for shaded areas with light wind conditions. This high temperature aligns with a typical September peak of 28.3 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. 
The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler.